Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Average Day Podcast. I'm Jay Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay Jeremy Francois. We're back at it again today, guys, for episode 25. So, honestly, the Average Jays can now rent a car. I think that's how that goes. We made it to the 25th episode. That's basically 25 years in podcasts. Yeah, I'd agree. Right? It's like a year an episode. That's how like dogs work, I think. So <laughs> I think now we're our show is legal enough to rent a car. So that's pretty cool. So today is May 25th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And we're not going to get too into this. I think everyone has seen it by now. We have some very sad news for another very tragic event. That happened in our country yesterday, and that is, of course, the Texas school shooting that happened. So, like I said, we're not going to go too far into it. It was a very, very, very sad and unfortunate event. 19 children and two teachers lost their lives due to a mass shooting from a very disturbed individual. Whatever side of the political divide you are on it boils down to a gun control issue. Yep. So I, I've never seen any problems with owning guns, but when an 18-year-old can walk in, buy two AR-15s and a bunch of ammo like during the week of his birthday and get it immediately and then conduct a very heinous crime, there's something to be said there. You know, yep. handgun for... You know, home protection is very different than an AR-15 just because. To me, when people, when I hear that lingo, it sounds like the video game, like Call of Duty. And then you have, you know, people pointing fingers on like, oh, yeah, it's video games fault, blah, blah, blah. It's meant to be fictional. Like you said, a handgun in a home should be the the most that you should have because that's already dangerous in itself. Yeah. And we're not like the super experts here. We're not going to change gun reform overnight. But we know where where this all points to. We need to work on that. Honestly, and this is just me and my own opinion, the laws are very archaic, especially the Founding Fathers, the right to bear arms. To be honest, I would go as far as to say we can kind of, it's 2021, 2022 rather, we can change that. Like, there's no need to be sentimental about a law like that. It should gun reform should reform that entire law. It shouldn't just be like anyone can buy it, especially a, a person like uh, I'm forgetting his name, the 18 year old, because he seemed like he was disturbed for a long time. A lot of people that knew him, classmates, they knew him. Some of them were scared of him because he was just very disturbed. And again, no one, no one was checking on him. Yeah. So at the end of the day, this is a call for a call for politicians and Washington to shine a brighter light on mental health awareness. It's been getting better, but clearly we have leagues to go. Mm -hmm. So this shines a light on mental health awareness as well as gun reform. Yes. Like, you know, this is something that it's not going away. You know, we saw a decline and I, we spoke about this before when, uh, okay. when it happened in Buffalo, we also spoke about it with, um, the Brooklyn shooting on the subway. These things are continuing to happen and ramp back up. The pandemic is over. Well, seemingly over. Now there's talks about not only monkeypox, but 
another wave of COVID coming through. But this is something that is not going away. And it's to Jay's point, it's not going away because of archaic laws. So clearly for our situation in this year, this time frame, we need better protection and better laws. And that doesn't mean putting Kevlar inserts into kindergartners' backpacks. 100%. They shouldn't have to worry about it. I really, because I had to like sit down and think about the fact that these were, they're elementary school kids. Yeah. 19 children. Yeah. Like not to toot my own horn for most of you listening and know me. Recently, I got married over the weekend. So like, you know, my next thought process is, you know, having a kid, like, in the natural course of things, not now, but the natural course of things, I'm going to want to have a kid and I'm going to bring him to this world for their, you know, four or five, six years old and they're in school. I'm going to get, you know, my hair is going to fall off thinking all the time. Like when they go to school, like this is what I'm going to have to think about in the next couple of years. You know, um, I have my, one of my family members who has a kid there, they're around the same age. It's like, and you know, we don't, we shouldn't have to think about that. Yeah, it's it's just it just sucks having to hear that this happened to it shouldn't happen to any age group really, but kids that barely got their life started, it doesn't it's not fair. Yeah, it shouldn't happen like regardless. You know, there shouldn't be such a like a mass shooting is something that's terrible and you know, unfortunately with the world that we live in with our society, you know, however you want to frame it, bad things happen. But that doesn't mean that they should be happening this often. Clearly, there's something wrong, right? And for whatever reason, this country, our laws, we keep hitting a, a hurdle here. And, you know, the definition of insanity being uh, doing the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. expecting a different result. So that's kind of what we're at at this point. We're doing the same thing over and over. You know, it'll die down in the news. Because it happens so often, which is a sad thought. Yeah. And then a big one will happen just like this, which they're calling the worst one since Sandy Hook. Yeah. Now, that's when people get involved and that's when we see that there's a problem. No, this is an ongoing problem and has been for decades. Yeah. This has only been mounting, you know, like case in point, things need to change. Um, we're we're going to kind of end at there. In the summary, we're going to be, you know, uh, after this episode goes live in our summary on Spotify and in our posts, we'll be attaching a link to a charity in which you can go and donate. As always, I'm a strong believer in thoughts and prayers. Like, thoughts and prayers help. Do not mistake. That is a powerful weapon that we have in this fallen world. But another way that we can help, you know, it, if it's a dollar, listen, even if you don't have a dollar, just sharing these links, sharing it out to the people that you know, that in itself is such a big thing. It won't bring back these children, but what it will do is promote the seriousness of this. It'll show that, you know, that things need to change and it'll keep it in the forefront of people's minds. Yeah. So, you know, whether you can donate or not, it's it's a non-factor. Sharing is always going to be free. Yeah. So sharing and just putting it out there, you know, it it could get in front of the right person who can donate enough. And this is going to be going directly towards the families of the deceased children and teachers. Yeah. So look out for that in the in the summary as well in, as in our uh, our social media posts when this goes live. 
Yeah, we'll definitely be posting that. Yeah. So we are going to now move off of that. And we're going to kind of get back into our normal scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. So everyone just let's just take a second. Yeah, we'll take a second, you know, that to recharge because that was a heavy topic. And we're going to just go ahead and move forward. And we are going to go into what are we reading and watching? So, Jay, I'm going to kick it over to you. Uh, what am I reading or watching? Um, so let's see. I read this thing. So I'm still on, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ranking of Kings, which I put Justin mm-hmm. on when he visited. Yes. I watched the first four or five episodes. Amazing show there. It's so good. Boji is my new favorite spirit animal character. Little munchkin. So I'm yes. going to just briefly break down a scene or an, ep- or a scene, right? Um, cause mm-hmm. I got to a point where. Um, so he's already learned how to fight, but we don't see it yet, but we get to a point where they explain how he can fight. So the, his mentor, his mentor is called, his name is Despa, which is the voice actor who does, uh, all my, in my hero for you fans out there. Uh, the English dub, English dub. It's also Piccolo, right? From DBZ? I believe so. Is, uh, Sabat, right? Christopher Sabat? Sure. Let's, let's go with that. Someone will correct this online. So we see like hints of him training him. He says, pick your weapon. There's so many cool weapons out there, but from the images that you've seen online, he has this, uh, is it a rapier? Is that skinny sword they use for fencing? Mm-hmm. A rapier, right? So uh, he has that. So he, uh, so basically, uh, Despa explains to Boji and to uh, Kage, his uh, best, basically his best friend at this point, Everything is made of these little things. They don't say the words atoms, but we know it's atoms. So uh, Despa shows Boji a diamond, and Boji touches it. He's like, oh my god, it's hard, obviously, with his facial expression and style, mm-hmm. um, and his voice. But then he's like, yeah, you think it's h- really hard, but everything has a weak point, even a diamond. So he like threw it on the floor, and it cracked. A diamond is not supposed to just crack, but he probably figured out the weak link and the severed uh, connection between these atoms. So he taught that to Boji. So at one point, there's a basically a battle ensuing in front of the castle, and Boji finally gets there, and there's this big troll thing that shows up and tries to smash him with a big rock mallet, like bigger than mm-hmm. Boji. Boji breaks it. So, like, you remember the weakling from episode one or episode one and two? He was very weak, and now he's like able to pinpoint the weakest part of a of that rock and just smash it, which is crazy to me. So he's not using brute force or anything. It's basically intelligence and wit and stuff like that. Well, I feel like that that tracks. That's really cool because, like you said, like he can't really get too strong. So now this is kind of like circumnavigating that. Like, that's really cool. And what's really cool is that he's also a good dodger. So imagine the mm-hmm. only, his only weakness, though, um, one thing I noticed in, one, in the episode. So the troll, the troll, so he fights the troll, but like he doesn't fight the troll because there's no fighting involved. He basically takes him down, mm-hmm. but he just, it's like pressure points and it just knocks, mm-hmm. knocks the big troll down. But the troll gets back up. One of the things I noticed is that he can't hear him get up. So his best friend has to be like, go up to him and like, you know, he talks with his hand. So he's like, Boji, like behind you. And that's when he brings him his sword. And then that's when he turns around. 
So his weakness is still that he can't hear, mm. but he needs someone there. Cause it's not like, you know, there's going to be a point where I don't, I'm assuming where he's fighting someone and sound is involved. So, that's, well, there's good. There's definitely going to be a point where like his friend isn't there to help yeah. him and he's probably going to get his butt handed to him and then figure out how to fight. I, I want to say butt handed to him. Cause then that would just be the end of the story. I think he would dodge to a point where he gets too tired. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. They have to, I don't know. The, the stakes have to be really high. Like, I, I don't know. They, yeah. I'm not writing the story, but I think it's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm still in that process of my reading or watching. Um, I still got to finish um, uh, Horizon, which I'll get to that. I'll bring, hopefully, in our next episode, I can record that with you and discuss it. <laughs> Not in full length, because you haven't played it yet. I know you played the first one, and that game is fire. Yes, spoiler free. Yes, spoiler free information. But yeah. Okay. Anything new with you? So... As you know, I was over at your place this past weekend uh-huh. for your wedding. I did a, for everyone out there, I did a surprise YZ for Jay and I showed up. I was only there. I was only in New York for like two days, but I showed up for his big day and we watched Ranking of Kings. Like I said, Boji is my new favorite spirit animal. And the best part is to me, the art style is very much like Kirby and Earthbound in terms of like the characters. And Boji doesn't talk and he just makes these little grunts and he's like, eh, eh, eh. it's the best thing ever. Super cute. But it also makes it super sad when he loses a fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, then what else? Oh, we also watched while I was in New York. We also watched mm-hmm. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Great. Absolutely fantastic. It needs multiple watchings. Stop listening to us right now. And go watch it. It is the coolest movie I've seen so far this year. Like, it was so freaking cool. There's so many references to Disney properties, to non-Disney properties. Which is wild. Which is like, like, how did they even do that? Um, it's very much a spiritual successor to like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It's it's in that same vein, you know, tunes live in the human world alongside humans and, you know, cartoons are kind of like film projects. Like it's like they're filming a movie or a series. Um, so it is very much a new age who framed Roger Rabbit and it has every type of animation, a bunch of different types of cartoon characters, some original, some that, you know, some in the background that you'll miss. Like Jay yeah. said, it takes multiple watchings. They even had, and you know, as the days have gone by since we've watched it, I've seen it all over social media, and I've seen little breakdowns and snippets. There's so much stuff that you can miss oh, in the yeah. show in this in this movie. I wanna, I wanted to do an honorable mention, but I don't want even want to bring it up. So, like, like, like Justin said, don't just stop and go watch it, and then come back. Maybe we do a little spoiler block. Like, we'll just say spoilers, and then talk about it, and then end it. Because there's this one character who gets MVP. MVP. Dude. So we'll do it really quickly, okay, guys. Yes. This is the spoiler yeah, is warning the spoiler. right now. All right. Spoiler warning. All right. We'll go for one full minute. All right. Go. So now MVP goes to Ugly Sonic. Yes. So Ugly Sonic, the original animation and character model of Sonic in Sonic the Hedgehog, like the one from two years ago, right? Yeah, or three years a ago? Years ago. Yeah. 
where everyone got super upset and they had to redesign Sonic for the movie, the actual first version, the ugly one, makes an appearance and is the MVP of the movie. He's like a failed uh, Sonic. He's a failed person. Like he, he yeah, failed, he's, he's, his career is done. Yeah, his career is over before it started. And like they even make fun of like the human teeth and everything. Yeah. It's hysterical. And he's like a, a legit main character in this movie. And yeah, it that's one of the funniest parts of it. You know, we also see like a grown-up Peter Pan. I can't even think. Like there's like a fake Gumby. There's yeah. Oh, that's probably played by JK Simmons, which is great. Yeah, which he was perfect. And it's it knows exactly what it is, and it's so fantastic. There's even nods to like WB characters, um, yeah, Pixar characters. At one point in the background, there is the Miles Morales mural that he spray paints in the it's very, first it's very universe. Like you have to pause it to see it. Yeah, it, like it's just in the background, and these little details really made the world feel. Like I, and you know what's crazy? I wonder how they made that work. Because technically, it's not Marvel; it's a Sony property. Yeah. So it's like it's a it's a weird loophole that they do. Chip and Dale are technically canon in the Sony Spider Verse. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top, and then on top of that, they also had like a fake movie trailer they have a lot and of billboard fake movie trailers and bills and yo. <laughs> One of them was for Batman vs. ET. Dude, that was so. Funny. They actually showed a scene from that movie within the movie, <laughs> which is great. It kind of you know what it kind of reminds me of like. Uh, a kid's version of Tropic Thunder. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, it, it's so 100%. great. What was I going to say? I was going to say that you said it was like a spiritual successor to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. Um, I also thought of the fact that, you know how we always hated, or not always, but we hate reboots. That's just going to be our thing. Yeah. But this is not a reboot. Like, this is an original, mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. it's a re not rehash, but you're taking something that was cool and not rebooting it. You just did something new with it. Yeah, it just breathed new life. Yeah, breathed new it. life because then it could inadvertently do the reboot, and then I think it's well deserved. Yes. So like, if you did a Chippendale show, I w- and you did it with like a weird two D, I don't know. You would have to figure that out, but and it can work. I would say it's well deserved because I love that like John Mulaney and. Um, Adam Sandberg are like they're they're the voice actors for like the real versions of the character of the mm-hmm. characters in the movie, but their actual Chip and Dale are like they have squeakier voices, so they have to create like it's so meta. It's just a meta movie. Yeah, like in one part you see that uh John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg as Chip and Dale, they're create they're like writing the scripts for like the original episodes yeah. that aired. And they get into their character, and like Jay said, they start talking like the chipmunk voices that we know, the high squeaky ones that are in the cartoon. Even when they argue, too, they're like, I think uh, yeah. Chip was like, yeah, you see how cute we are? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, this movie was a passion project through and through. Yes. So thank you to everyone involved for making that. It was so beautiful. And I would not be mad if I saw a sequel or some other project come out of this. It was very, very good. So. Watch that. Um, also, and I've been this has been a new show for me, and I'm crushing it. I'm like at, towards the end of season three. I, I don't think I'm on the beginning of season four yet, but anyway, I've been watching you, you ever heard of the show Total Divas? No, it it, it came off air in 2019, look that up. but it follows the WWE divas, right? So the, the female oh, wrestlers, yes, on WWE. 
And for some reason, I don't remember what we were watching, but we were watching. Oh, we watched. Was it? This is us. You're probably watching this as which I did see the last episode. Great. The last I, I saw the last episode. I I called it. It was garbage. It wasn't as good as the as the second to last. The second to last was the the big money shot, and then they they wasted it. It's usually how it is. So anyway, so I think something happened, and then right after that, it started the season one episode one. So watch that, and I don't know. I just got hooked, and I do not like reality TV. Like Erica was a big fan of the show uh, a couple years ago and she watched it. Um, I don't know if she ever made it all the way through, but then she, from there she split off and she started watching um, Total Bellas and she's been a big fan of theirs ever since. Oh my God. I'm just, as you're saying it, I'm just following through the Wikipedia page, like the succeeding. Yeah. Show. I'm like, really? They really did this. She's, yeah. She, they had their show. Um, and then oh, I don't even, Ms. their show Ms. might still Mr. be going Ms. on. Ms. and Mrs. Yeah, Ms. and oh Mrs. is God, another one. And then the Bellas have their own podcast now, which is doing pretty well. Um, so, well, yeah, I think the Total Bellas show is still going on, actually. But um, anyway, yeah, so I've been exposed to it before, but I don't know. Something about it, it hooked me in, and I just cannot stop. Because it's not like trash, where it's like, I don't know, a bunch of like hot women getting drunk and then beating the crap out of each other. Not Jersey Shore. It's, yeah, it's very much like it's a behind it's you know what? It's a behind the scenes, almost like a docuseries um behind WWE. And you, is there a genuine is there a genuine parts because you know how like WWE is like scripted to a certain to a certain point. Yeah, so they, they show you the in the inner workings okay. of WWE and like you know, they talk about how the storylines are written and the characters and then their development and some people skip the development and go straight to the main stage. Like, and it's a thing. And like, it's a, they show the job aspect okay. of it because oh, they wow. are entertainers, you know, and they show the training that they have to go through because, you know, it, it's not completely fake. Like they get hurt. They have to go through rigorous training to be able to do these stunts. And then, you know, they're also acting on top of it with different storylines and, you know, playing it up with the crowd so it gives a really good backstage view at that. Mm. And on top of that, you know, they, they dive into the personal lives. I'm sure some of it is scripted, but it seems very like real. It's not as, and I've seen a lot of reality TV. It's not like as gross and cringy as that. Okay. It's very much like, like these are people at work and they have issues that they have to go through in life. Okay. So I don't know. I just gravitated towards it and I just cannot stop watching it. Last night, Erica, like I was putting it on as I was doing like my bedtime routine. Like I was like washing my face and all that stuff. Ooh. And Erica just stopped me and she was like, you are addicted. She was like, stop. You're addicted. You cannot turn it off. And I was like, I, you're right. There was no escape. I I, 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 I am a little addicted. The first step is, is acceptance. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> as, as the druggie says. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to stop because it feels great. But, yeah, it's just I don't understand it. It's the first time I've ever latched on to a reality TV show like that. Oh, and then, you know what? Last one before we move on. Honorable mention. I watched Love on the Spectrum last week. So it is a Netflix original show about people on the autism spectrum and them, I guess, finding love and dating. 
So, I you know, first thoughts, because this show has been around for a little bit. I just watched the new season that came out, and it was specifically uh, Love on the Spectrum US. I don't know. I never saw the first season. I don't know where that takes place, but that's been on Netflix for a little bit. Something told me to click on it. I clicked on it. Excellent show. At first, I thought it would be kind of cringy and not cool and messed up, but I watched it, and I it was beautiful. It was truly just watching people fall in love and dealing with some of the hangups that they have with autism and what their day-to-day lives are like. Um, some people are very high-functioning where it's like, you know, they aren't, what, what's the term, neurodivergent mm-hmm. and not neurotypical, right? Neurotypical people being folks without any type of autism or, or anything like that or neurological disorders. So they are really like on that line where there's no way you would ever know. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that are kind of like on the other end where they are very, I guess, on one side of the spectrum. And you can you could tell they have some issues with social cues and some things going on there. but they, I, I don't, it was just, it was like a really nice slice of human life. Mm. You know, it wasn't too scripted or anything like that. Yeah. You know, they, they go on dates. Some people are just like, you kind of see the, the not fun part where like people are kind of like turned off. And then you see the fun part where like some of them like find love and match and they have a great life together because they, they found some. Are they, are they um going out with people that, aren't in the spectrum or are they going out with people that are in the spectrum? So it's half and half. Oh, okay. So like there's, I forgot her name, but there's one, uh, there's one woman on the show where she's like very high functioning. Like you could not like even having like a full on conversation and everything. Yeah. There's no way that you could know. Okay. So she's, she was like on like Tinder or something and she lives in uh, the South somewhere like Georgia or something like that. And she's just on Tinder. Like, talking to guys and she ends up going speed dating. She connects with one guy and then he ends up standing her up after like, after they had a really good date, then he stands her up because he like finds out that she has autism. And then there's, there's some other people that they are like heavily on the spectrum where they need help and coaching and they bring in an expert to help them like read social cues and find out how to actually talk to other people. Yeah. And you know, that they, they are dating other people on the spectrum and it's just, it's super wholesome and it's very nice. It was short. I think it was like six episodes, maybe eight. Mm. Um, but it was, it was really nice. So I, I'm not a big proponent for reality TV, but this past week or so, but I think if it does it justice, like that's another thing. Like Netflix seems to be getting, is getting a lot of like love, uh, romantic mm-hmm. shows, especially reality TV. Yeah. Like yeah, for example, like uh, it also for me it all started when like Gabby put me on like Queer Eye. That was great, and I think you told mm-hmm. me about it. Yeah, I watched that one too. I think it was. I didn't care much about it, but uh, I think it was House or Wedding. I forget the. the t- it was called House or Wedding. Uh, you get to choose one or the other. Um, but it's in the similar vein of like Queer Eye, where you get to mm-hmm. choose that or choose a wedding. And then there was another one. Oh, Love is Blind was a really big one. Both seasons, I enjoyed. I watched all Love of them. Love is Blind, I didn't watch it. I'm just aware of it because um, I knew it mm-hmm. was very popular. Like two of the main lovebirds were like popular. They got on yeah. news and everything. Mm-hmm. And then was, Yeah, they're still together and all yeah, that. And yep. the one that uh, Gabby recently made me watch, said made me watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ult- Ultimatum. 
I think it was. Oh, I watched that one too. That one yeah. was, I, I understood what was going on. I was like off and on. Oh, I wasn't off and on. I was there being on my phone, yeah. paying attention. So like, Same. I see that Netflix is trying to get somewhere, but you know, Netflix right now is in hot water. So we'll see what happens. But, anyway. but, but yeah, so that's, that's what I've been watching this past week or so. All right. So, so. Uh, so then moseying on into the world of TV and movies, we have a couple of uh, snippets here. So a lot of Marvel news. So get ready, everybody. So first thing up, Marvel Studios has acquired Stanley's likeness for the next 20 years. So I'm super happy about this. Agreed. I've missed the cameos. So you, when you say cameo, like, you said cameos, but do you want a cameo? So, because so here's the thing: I don't want a CGI Stanley. I, exactly, back. I don't want. That. I miss just seeing his face, and I think to this day, Venom One, right? Venom One did it perfectly, where he's just a um, like a cover of Time Magazine or yeah. something in the background Jessica in the Jones deli. or most of the Netflix shows. He was a. Uh, he was in his face was in a I think he was a police captain or something like that. Yeah. And Jessica Jones, he was a police captain. Yeah. Like it was a portrait on the wall. Yeah. So it it's things like that I really would love to see, whether it's a sign or a movie poster or something like that. Just things that'll keep his spirit alive because he was known as the king of cameos. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy that Marvel acquired that and they're able to do it. You know, I'm sure it'll keep going. And to clarify that. Um, I forget, but is it uh, not Marvel, the comic company? Was it MC, uh, Marvel Studios? It's Marvel Studios. Okay, so that means when it comes to TV and film, they, they got the, the rights to like, not yeah. like with video games, like, uh, for example, uh, in Spider-Man, like Spider-Man. It, um, or what was it? Big Hero 6, which Big Hero 6 is not, uh, was not Marvel, but it was more it's Disney Disney animation. They still had him in it, but because it's under that umbrella, Disney could do whatever they want. Because exactly, it. so but I feel like they wouldn't just desecrate, you know, no. you know, doing what. No, and want. I think, and I think they know that, and that would be a huge deal for the fans, also. And but speaking of that, Big Hero Six uh, trailer came out recently. Oh yeah, for the so for the show. I'm wondering if he's just like also could just be in the background. That would again be great for me. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's going to focus on the other characters because remember oh, in Big not, Hero 6, he's Fred's dad yeah. and he's like always gone on business that's and true, stuff. That's true. So I think yeah. in the show, it's just going to focus on um, Hero and uh, and Baymax. Yeah. So, oh. but who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get a nod because when they were in Fred's uh, mansion they at one point, you see the portrait of, of his dad and his dad being Stanley. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's one piece. And then we also got a trip. Speaking of trailers, we got a Thor four trailer, a new one. Oh uh, yeah. So this trailer, one, non-teaser. Yes. Yeah, so an actual full trailer. We got to see Russell Crowe as Zeus. We got to see a clearer picture of Jane Foster as the new mighty Thor. We got to see Thor in his new, like, I forgot what it's called, but it's like I know it in some comic lines he goes he ends up traveling as just being called Odin's son, but he has kind of like this new age helmet on, very reminiscent of comics. Then we also got to see the big bad Gore. Gore the God Butcher played by Christian Bale. Yep. So 
One thing I'm a little like eh about is they gave him a nose. So Gore the God Butcher in comic books was a little more alien-like. I don't like uh, Voldemort. Yeah, exactly. A little bit closer to Voldemort. He didn't. He had a couple human features, but it was he didn't way, look like a human. He didn't look like a human. So with this, you know, it's Christian Bale. They want to see his face, so they, you know, they gave him makeup and stuff. He looks alien esque, but he looks more human than alien. So, and Gore's whole deal is he's out to kill all the gods. Yeah. So we have to imagine that he's not only trying to take down the. Gar- the gods of like Asgard, so like Thor and all that, and probably Valkyrie, Jane Foster. But he's also, I'm sure, pledging his vengeance against the Greek gods of Mount Olympus, which is why Zeus is showing up. Yeah. So maybe we'll get a look at Hercules. So, you know, there's. If they do, it has to be Henry Cavill. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> it, there's so much that they could go with it. And also, uh, Christian Bale's character, of course, the God Butcher. His weapon is the necro sword thing. Yes, it's supposed to be. So, like, um, I don't know much, but from one of my my two one, two of my closest friends, the one you met over Carlos, uh, mm-hmm. the photographer, he, him and Robin are good at uh, or not good. They read the Thor line, um, I believe, plays by Jason the Mighty Thor, um, mm-hmm. where Gore the God Butcher is a main uh, component. But the storylines connect to other storylines. Basically, the sword, I believe, ties into, like, the Venom uh, aspect of everything. Well, it's also, like, the Black Knight also, right? Isn't that the same sword? I believe that's more fantastical. I could, I'm not 100% okay. sure. So, I, so right now, with when it comes to the MCU, just sharing this out there, and I'm sure you can agree, ever since anything after Endgame, it's starting to get a little muddy to me because now they're using new storylines mm. where I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I'm, same. Now I'm watching trailers. I'm like, it's not, it's not revealing too much when it comes to like the nerd stuff. Cause I'm like, ah, I don't really know what's going on. Unlike back mm-hmm. then with the Iron Man ones, the two, the Captain twos and all that. Like I, it's not spoilery for me, but with the little that I know when it comes to the new Thor movie, I see that they're melding a lot of storylines mm-hmm. with, uh, Jane as Thor. Um, speaking of that, just want to throw this in there before I forget. In the trailer, she was able to disassemble the parts of the of Mjolnir, and re- that was really cool. Because I saw yeah. it, I was like, "Did she just disassemble that? Did she break something?" I had to go back and watch. She literally, like, it like she broke it, and it turned into like shrapnel, yeah, and, then, and then, then she pulled it all back. And I was like, "Really it was cool. so cool!" But yeah, that was really cool. Oh, another thing I noticed after seeing it again: the tattoo on his back, on Thor's back. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace, uh, Loki. Loki. That was really cool. Um, he, if only he knew that technically he's dead, but the one that we know is a, like that would be dope because he'd be a new I version. I can't wait. I can't wait to see his butt. Yeah. I don't know if they like. Did you see the the Funko Pop? Yeah, I mean that's fake. It was a. Uh, oh, that wasn't real. That's not. No, that wasn't. Oh, real. The- <laughs> that was a uh, concept art that someone made. I thought because I was scrolling, I was like, oh, they really did this. Okay, and I kept no. scrolling. Um, no. Okay, so then never mind. I'm sure they, yeah, they're definitely going to show his butt. They're not going to show his. It's going to be great. Yeah. No, they're not going to show his wee wee, yeah. but his butt is up for grabs and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. If Sam Raimi can push the PG 13 line, they could. Bro, I mean, the Eternals had a sex scene in it. Yes, it did. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm. 
PG 13's kind of skating the, the, the limits right now. PG 13 and rated R, or oh, technically PG 13 has been pushing the envelope. Actually, PG has been pushing the envelope. I don't think PG even exists. Like, it's getting <laughs> to that point. Like, I remember when I was younger, when I saw a PG 13 movie, that was like, it had to be, it was like borderline. It wasn't even what it is now. It wasn't as raunchy. Like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I get what you're saying. Like, you make a Toy Story, and then you give me a like, give me another Toy Story. Like, give me a PG, but it's skating on PG-13. Like, they're just saying <laughs> the word ass, and like, what? Well, I mean, you think about it, right? Something like, uh, you get Toy Story that's PG, and then you get Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one, that's PG-13. Yeah. And there's nothing, like, there's nothing crazy going I on. Think, yeah, I don't like need... violence, more violence. Yeah, it's I'm just a lot of violence. Those two next to each other, just more violence. Exactly. Take away the violence, it'd be a PG PG movie. It, it's yeah. because it has the humor and everything in the heart. And the soul. Yes, sir. But anyway. So last piece of Marvel related TV movie news here. We finally got confirmation Daredevil is coming to Disney Plus. New Daredevil show. Charlie Cox slated to reprise his role as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, the blind red crusader of the night. We also got some footage of Kingpin, you know, way back when in Hawkeye. So things are just kind of piecing together. I'm hoping that we're going to see Johnny Bernthal come back as uh, Punisher. Everyone else I don't really care about. Actually, no, I would like to see this guy come back as Luke Cage. I would like to see everyone come back except this, uh, what's his face, Iron Fist. Like, I like the Iron Fist character. I just don't care for the actor as much. So I liked him when he was casted, and then the portrayal did not line up. Well, that's what I was going to say. I just didn't like the portrayal unless they can revamp yeah. that. Um, yes. I know a lot of people originally were upset because they were like they should have casted a, an Asian-American or an Asian character to play him. Oh, yeah, or Asian-American, yeah. whichever. But I think that kind of bothers me not to get into like muddy waters. It's kind of what I, – I, I don't know if we spoke about this uh, in recording. I If you're going to make a character – that represents like who we are, like that diverse culture. They should be original. It shouldn't be like kind of like with uh, Superman, where DC, the Warner Brothers, wants to make a black Superman by casting Michael B. Jordan. To me, Superman mm-hmm. is always going to be a white man, alien man from blue eyes coming from another planet. Making him black is not. It's just a different version, you know. Well, the whole thing with Iron Fist wasn't he? Wasn't he white? He was always white. I just yeah, mean, so- I just don't like the idea of changing it because then it's just like. Oh, just to play yeah, into like it, diversity. It gets into the pandering part of it. Like I just yeah. don't like that. Um, if you're gonna give me, like, I can only allow something like that in my brain. I can only allow that to work mm-hmm. in my head. Is like with the Nova Core or Green Lantern. Yeah. Like, but when you give me something like like Spider Man, I, I it's it can get like I remember they tried to do it in the past with uh, 2099 Spider Man. Um, I forget yeah. what his what he was. He's uh he's he's Latino. I think he's Mexican. So I think so too. Yeah. So like stuff like that. I think we get into this world of like because the Spider Man character is so popular. Peter Parker is always going to be Spider Man. Like yes, Miles Morales yeah. is Spider Man, but he was the old G. Give me something new. Give me something fresh. Well, when we get into that convo, then you see like Miles Morales. It is a different spin on Spider Man, but it's his own character. Yeah, that I sound a little hypocritical there. Yeah, I do get a little hypocritical, but it's just happening more frequently now. That it's just almost mm-hmm. you can see it. 
Like, it's just disgusting yeah. to me. Like, even recently, I don't know if you saw that they combined the powers of Batman. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and then it's like, so like, and they're like, it's a new character. And then the artist is like, I love drawing this. But I'm like, I'm sure he was paid to say that because he has to. Like, it's like, now who is this character? It's gonna, don't tell me he's a freaking black guy that's in this suit. Now you're telling me this is a new I'm like, no. No, you're just throwing stuff against the wall. Yeah, literally just meshed it, threw it at the wall, and this works. Yeah, so there's, you know, there's there's a good form of diversity when you give characters a real shot. America Chavez, oh my God, what is uh, Shang-Chi, like Miles Morales. When you have developed characters that go into it with a real story and it's not a cut and paste of a different character. Those things, it, it it takes time to develop the character and just being like, oh, the new Superman's black. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, no, give me another Kryptonian with his own story and he's black. That's fine. That's totally cool. Literally, you literally just solved the problem right then and there. Because there is a, a small shrunken city of from Krypton that has a bunch of people you literally can pluck from. Like, I'm just writing stories in my head right now. Like, literally can happen. Yeah, these things can happen correctly and can be done with, I guess, class and I don't know. It it could just be handled better. Exactly. Yeah, it could be genuine. Exactly. So there there is room, but you know when you when we hear about like one of the, and I know we're kind of going off the tangent, but last last thing here, um, one of the latest things I heard was Leslie Jones is going to be producing a adult animated series so of um plastic man dc's plastic man yeah so she's going to be producing and voicing the character which i didn't understand i didn't get so like why we we have not seen anything from plastic man in quite a long time yeah he's made he has like a prominence in like the dark knight's metal which to me is weird but i don't know why he's so prominent in there but in terms of like animation and live action stuff like that's not a thing. We haven't seen him in a while. And to see that he's finally getting a show, like, I'm all for it. Now, Leslie Jones, I'm not a, the biggest fan of her comedy. I, uh, Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I think she's a little too much sometimes. Um, it's, it's too much where it's almost a little try-hard-ish. Yeah. And now to see somebody like that, like, listen, you want to executive produce, like, go for it. If, if this is, like, your favorite character and you have the money to push this thing through at, by all means. I don't care who does it. But now to hear that she's going to be, that she is going to be voicing him, like it's a little weird. And I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things of when you hear the character, you're going to hear Leslie Jones and not the actual character, opposed to like Harley Quinn with, um, what's her name? Kaylee Kowoko, right? From she Big played, Bang Theory. Did you play her at one point? She, that's the voice. Of the oh the Harley Quinn show, of the Harley Quinn oh, show. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that was her. Yeah. Okay. And she disappears into the role, and that's I think perfect. Okay, great. You great. know, some people can disappear into roles, and you see or hear the character. Leslie Jones, I think she has a very prominent character, like within herself and voice. So I can't imagine her disappearing Unless into she plastic somehow man. Changes it. Like we would have to hear and find out. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we're going to be waiting for trailers to give, you know, final opinions on these things. But like we were saying, diversity can be done and it can be done properly, but do it with 
invigorating life into characters, new characters. Like, do something with passion and not just to pander. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to end that, yeah, so Daredevil, Disney+, Plus, I'm happy for it. Yeah. Then we got a new, like, kind of in the vein of, of nerdy stuff. I don't know if you watched it when you were a kid. Speed Racer. Uh, yeah, like, when it was on TV, but then it was like, I was never mm-hmm. paying attention. My only knowledge of it was the movie that was mm-hmm. directed by, was it both the Wachowski sisters, just one of them? I think it was both of them. But, like, I thought, like, I saw it on TV, like, one day on Netflix, and I was like, wow, this was really good. And I'm surprised I didn't see it in theaters. And it, it held up. That's a, that's a movie where a lot of people that saw it say it was amazing. But then I feel like it really was underrated and it didn't get a lot of love. I would say it was, it was, it was definitely underrated. Yeah, both sisters did it. I think it was underrated because I think it, it's kind of like when Tron Legacy came out. And it, mm. like we were sitting here waiting for Tron Three, but then they again. And for those who've heard our thing, I Tomorrowland freaking like, Tomorrowland. Like, why you spent that money on it? Um, Speed Racer, also distributed by Warner Brothers, could have done something. And it's like it's the same thing. If you don't, if you don't see the money, like I don't know, did they make their money back? I mean, I don't know. It had a lot of heart, and I, I get it. Yeah. if you don't make money from it, there, there's reasons why you can. But then look, they took a chance with Dune. Dune didn't make a lot of money, but it was critically done well. Yeah. But, I mean, just just for the fact of it winning all these awards, that's enough to greenlight the sequel, right? Sure. Just to, it, for the clout. At that point, it's not even about the money. Yeah, it's about the prestige. Yeah. So so like I said, Speed Racer, it's getting the live action treatment. It's gonna be a series on Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, whatever Which it's is called. It's wild that they got the rights to that. So that's cool. Yeah. Crazy. And on top of that, our favorite Jedi slash Star Trekian, JJ Abrams, is going to be helming it. So well, in the director's chair. Not, like leave halfway through it. So <laughs> for you if JJ So he so he will be in the director's chair for the live action adaptation show. Um I'm super down with it. I think it'll be cool. I just need to see the monkey again. Like I hope the monkey's like a very prominent character. Yeah, like he I'm was in the old school cartoon. Because like the car- the movie, it ended like it was so cool. Like on um, the guy from, I'm forgetting his real name, but Jack Shepard from Lost. He was uh the mysterious mm. X racer or whatever, and it was a allu- racer, racer X. Racer X. Thank you. He was alluding. <laughs> it was well, the story was alluding that that was his older brother or father, I mm-hmm. older, but it wasn't. I think it was. His- it would, I think canonically, like back in the day, it was his dad, right? I forget, but they were just, but it wasn't in the movie, which was pretty dope. Okay, this really alluded to it, and it looked like it's set up for a sequel. Like I think it, it could have worked, mm. but now that we're getting a series, I, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. Mm. So, ooh, um, are we done with Speed Racer? Because we forgot one thing. We are done with Speed Racer. Okay, we forgot to mention that Rick and Morty is turning into an anime. So, for you Rick and Morty fans, tell us, do you want a Rick and Morty in anime form? Because there was that uh, that short of Rick and Morty in anime form, and it was really cool. I thought it was dope. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a spinoff. There hasn't been a lot announced about it. It's going to be 10 episodes. I'm all for it. If it's like if it gets like the Star Wars Visions treatment where each episode is a different 
like storyline with a different set of Rick and Morty's, or if it's a through line of this new set of Rick and Morty, which I hope it is. I hope it's a new set and not the one that we follow in the regular show. If it's like a different, you know, Rick and Morty C fifteen billion fifty three, yeah, and their universe is just all anime, and we see their adventures. I think that would be fun. So if it's anthology or if it's a through line, I'm I'm cool with it. It's just a fun like thing. It's isolated little project. It doesn't have to be this massive undertaking. It's just hundred percent a f- a fun side thing. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm wondering too. Like, is it if the series is ever gonna like give us a nice ending? Because I feel like because they take such long breaks, and then when they come back and give us like ten episodes, and then they and some episodes are not even tying into the main continuity of like story. It's just to tell a ridiculous story. Um, I'm just wondering. I don't want it to go on forever, where it's like it can be sucky, or I don't know. I, I think of like Futurama, like it's it's long enough but short enough. Weird things being is, didn't they sign? a deal not too long ago for like eight more seasons. That's news to me, but Hey, I'm like almost positive. That's a thing. I'm wondering if, but if they do that, do they end their, this arc with uh, evil Morty? I mean, yeah, I'm sure evil Morty will, it'll, it'll taper out and then they'll get a new big bad. Yeah. Cause that's, that's like my only thing. Cause they really took, they're taking their time on that. Um, because the one of the things they, they addressed was, uh, Birdman, which was a cool, uh, one mm-hmm. of the cool episodes. But yeah, uh, first of all, it's Bird Person, and then he becomes Phoenix Person. Got it. Thank you. You're so let's let's not be ridiculous, okay, Jay? Yeah. As we're talking about fictional characters, this is, I would do the <laughs> same thing to you if we were talking about One Piece. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> so. Person. So yeah. So I I'm super about it. Like I can't wait. Um. I, I just want to see more of Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's, that's all we want. So now we're going to do a flip, down, down, up, up, circle, circle, square, star into our video game news. So bleep, bloop, 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 ching. <laughs> I, I did it. I entered the cheat code, guys. So <laughs> talking about video game news. So we have two small things, one big one. All about Marvel. So strap on in and get ready for Stanley's love children. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking so, at your shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I'm wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home shirt, guys. So first one, it came out recently that Xbox uh Microsoft actually turned down a deal with Marvel. So dumb. for an exclusive game. So dumb. So dumb. So seeing the and, and you know what? Seeing the success of Spider-Man, right? Like Sony owned property, it's Spider-Man, they made it do with Marvel Studios. And now it's, you know, it had Miles Morales, we're gonna get Spider-Man 2. Like, do you think Xbox could have done that with another character on their platform, Jay? Honestly, like there was so much passion behind Spider-Man, like Okay, and uh, minor spoilers, but if you haven't played the game or know about it, whatever, it's your fault. But at the end, when Doc Ock knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, I was like, wow, like that hurt the Corazon. Like all that whole emotional weight ride through to the game was great. 
I think Xbox could have done like off the air just moments before we started recording. I think that if they had an exclusive to like the Hulk and they did a good job with game mechanics, they figured it out. It could have worked. Not like the old Hulk games where it's just mashing. Like they would have to figure that out. Like you can't just go run and gun. Um, maybe another character. I don't know. Um, Ghost Rider or even Wolverine, but now we're, we're, we have, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're talking about uh, upcoming, uh, Marvel games. Uh, that are in development. Wolverine, I believe, is going to be multi-platform, but they could have just had Wolverine to themselves, and they could have had other games that were multi-platform, but then, I don't know, raise money on one end. I think they could have done it. I think they could have. I agree. I th- I think they could have. And, you know, when we, when we look at things like Avengers, which was uh, a big flop, and, like, not only critically, but commercially also, it was, it was a huge disappointment to a lot of people. Um, and then, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy getting their treatment yeah, coming they, out soon. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy actually was really good. I haven't played it yet. One of my coworkers was like, yo, you need to play it. And it's like its own thing. It's not like, it's not multiplayer. It's not like you have to, it's not. It came out already? That, of that yeah, that, uh, it came out a long time ago. It's it's like really good. Wow, I, I totally missed it. Yeah, so. So, yeah, and then seeing, I guess, the success of Guardians. So I, I can see the apprehension to kind of get in bed with one of these other big companies. But like Jay said, if it was done with, you know, a lot of heart, like Spider-Man was, Spider-Man mechanically, story-wise, like even the animations and uh, the graphics within it, it was a perfect video game. I am a little biased because it's my favorite superhero, but. I played through that game, and I'm talking about the base game on PS4. I played through it, I don't know, at least five times. And I'm talking about, I 100%ed it like five times. This game, they got the swinging down to being the funnest part. Just exploration in that game was fantastic. I think I told you when we first got the game, the, the, the year it came out, I think I spent half an hour just swinging around. Like, yeah. I'll, and I'll say this though, um, be it that the Arkham series was multi-platform, I think it had a better combat because it's Batman, so he's mm-hmm. not a he's not a swinging character. But because if you were to compare a combat system, Arkham takes takes the cake. But swinging mm-hmm. alone, you feel like Spider Man, like the little vibrations of him, like the little nuances, like when he turns the corner and then you see him stick to the wall, or when he gets through the, the grates in the fire escape. It's super cool. Yeah, the parkour elements. Oh. And then pushing into just even Miles Morales, he he moves differently. It's He mm-hmm. has his own freestyle to swinging, because he's not, he's not perfect at swinging, but he can do it. Yeah, like Peter Parker in that universe has been Spider-Man for like 10 surgical. years. Yeah, he's very surgical and precise with his swinging. But, you know, Miles is still new, but he has this more, like I said, I, I don't want to say hip hop That sounds dumb, but it's the freestyle of like, it's like break dancing in the air. Yeah. Like he's just, and the way his body falls and it just goes, it's, it's, you notice the little things. It's not even about the gameplay at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's, and that's when you get like a hit, right? When the details of a game, the minute things dr- like bring you in like that. It, it reminds me of like God of War's oh my uh, God. axe. Yeah. The Leviathan the axe, axe. It felt like I was holding an axe compared to any other game. It felt like you were Thor. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, and then what's crazy is like in the Avengers game, you didn't feel like Thor catching the hammer. <laughs> so 
so yeah, so when when we see these things, like Xbox could have done something great, like you said, they, they could have went like meet and green and did yeah, the whole. like they had like it was right in front of you guys, like come on. And there's so but, many like I have my rants about Microsoft when it comes to exclusivity because I remember during the 360 days it was 360 versus PS3. I was a 360 head at the time because 360 was beating PS3 at the time. But the thing into is, the ground. Yeah, but <laughs> PS PlayStation at the time had their own exclusive, but it's just like I was playing with all my friends. We were in high school. That's all we did. So when you, as we got older and then, you know, PS4 came out, I leaned towards the PS4 because I hated competing with myself, trying to get more achievements. But like, you know, mm. the first time I noticed this was when um, Bioshock came out and Mass Effect came out. It was exclusive to Xbox. And then they didn't hold the rights to it. So the sequels came out multi platform. Like they, they, Xbox could have kept going with the series for both those two series and run PlayStation to the ground in the PS4 era, but they didn't. They just sucked. And then I remember I was like, ooh, this game for the Xbox looks dope. I'm going to cop an Xbox just for this. And the game I'm talking about is Scalebound. And they decided to make Sea of Thieves, which is another reason why Xbox turned down the Marvel stuff. They wanted to work on Sea of Thieves. No one talks about it. I know it was popular for a minute, but no one talks about it. Yeah, like it has a cult following, but it's not it's not, not that big. Huge. Yeah. So Yeah. They yeah, and all they got is Halo and Gears. How how many times are you going to keep beating beating the, you know, I saw gameplay for for Halo and then they're doing this swinging thing where they have their grappling of like you you're trying to do what Spider-Man is doing with Halo. <laughs> like it does look Halo, I have a big I love Halo, but for me it stops at like half of five i I can't anymore yeah i love the lore i love everything about it i just don't think xbox can make it out of it they're just gonna keep what are they gonna do i I don't have no words what are they gonna do Mm -hmm. you missed out on an opportunity yeah no i absolutely um talking about more about uh missed opportunities here more so the marvel mmo that was announced back in november it has been canceled. So it was originally being led by um, the designer of City of Heroes, if anyone remembers that. Um, that MMO was just a, a huge MMO about being your own superhero um, at Daybreak Studios. So they are yeah. also in charge of DC Universe Online and the Lord of the Rings one. So, yeah, they they just canceled it. They they are leaving kind of what is it? it is fifty million dollars on the cutting room floor floor here so that fifty million dollars they're going to be putting into smaller projects which they haven't I guess they haven't really released any information whatsoever but it's going to go into updates for Lord of the Rings online as well as DC Universe online and then multiple smaller size projects is what they they've said mm. so. I'm not a huge MMO person. I do have a DC Universe Online account somewhere floating around in the ether. Um, I believe my guy's name, he's blue. He had a cape and he dual wielded pistols and could fly. And I think his name was Prodigal Son. So I played it for a hot minute and then stopped completely. But Marvel, I have a bigger attachment to. And it's something where, you know, maybe I would have cared about this. Like, especially if it was like going to come to PC and mobile, like maybe I would have gone into this. And I can see 
on the grander scale because of all the movies, because of the popularity that Marvel is enjoying right now, this could have been a massive thing. They could have. But yeah, another missed opportunity. And you know, it's a little weird just because maybe they knew it was gonna suck. So rather than putting out a subpar product, they're gonna filter this money down into other things, which might be a, a good call for that studio because well, that's true. Like, you know, some get and it depends. Like, if you knew it was gonna suck, and that means there was not a lot of heart put behind it, um, not mm-hmm. to diverge or turn the different direction. I re- I love seeing updates about No Man's Sky. I was super yeah. hyped about that game when it dropped. I loved it as it was, but I, and then I knew mm-hmm. more updates were looking at a trailer that dropped today. It was called Leviathan, a big alien. Oh, like, yeah. I saw that and I was like, and then just seeing like it's changed so much. But what sucks is I can't play it the way I used to because I am working all the time. I can't just sit and put in mm-hmm. out because I remember I put in like 90 hours into that game and I barely did anything. I was on a planet for like maybe 50 hours. I love that game. I love the vanilla original, uh, I guess, drop of it. I used to just mine stuff. It was exactly. just fun. It was, it was, it was a different, it was uh, an expanse of a, a version of Minecraft. And I never yeah. played Minecraft, but that was what it felt like. And I, I was piecing a, 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 an alien race's language together as I'm going mm-hmm. to, like, it was cool. And I can imagine now with the updates, uh, it's a little more cohesive. There's a story. And then you can finally yeah. actually see people. Because I remember that was a thing that you can mm-hmm. see other people, but that, that would take forever in the first the first drop. Yeah. Because I, I I never encountered anyone. I never visited a planet that someone visited. So yeah. I can yeah. only imagine right now I have a planet that I named out there. I named like planets after One Piece characters. So mm-hmm. I was like, one of them was uh Aokiji, the ice one, because I was on mm-hmm. an ice planet. So I'm like hoping one day someone lands and it's like, oh, this who named this that? Whatever. But anyway, that's cool. Yeah. So it, it obviously different studios operate differently. True, true, true. So this, it could have been a huge missed opportunity, but maybe they saved themselves because one wrong move on a big game like this. And nowadays it closes studios immediately. True. Right. You're talking about $50 million that they had in this project. Who's to say that they didn't lose money on it and then have to take a hit on their other properties. So, you know, it's, it, it could have been the right decision for that studio, but I still think it's a massive missed opportunity. And M M O. Wow. I did not. Yeah. That. I was, you like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need a, that's going to be a new segment. We're calling it now. MMOs, massive missed opportunities. It's like just have a button. <laughs> so last bit of news here. Also about Marvel, also about video games. There are five different Marvel video games slated in development right now. Some of them seem pretty cool. Some of them are kind of like meh, but I'm super about Marvel stuff. So we're going to dive into them. So the first one here, it's called Marvel Snap. It's going to be releasing in 2022. Right now, we don't know the actual date, but it will launch simultaneously on mobile and early access on PC. The beta is expected to launch soon, according to the developer, but no such date has been uh, announced. This is going to be a free-to-play collectible card game. Again, coming to PC and mobile. So think about it as kind of like a Hearthstone, the Blizzard uh, card game. 
And in here, there's going to be over 150 Marvel heroes and villains. And it's going to be a 12-card deck-based game. Turns are going to be played simultaneously. So you're going to be playing at the same time with, you know, whether it be computers or other players. There's no waiting in turns. So it's going to be a pretty hectic, like, free-flowing game. Yeah. it's like I feel like it's kind of like Uno mixed with something. It's just always going. Yeah, it's just going. like, And even with Uno, you have to wait for your turn to come around. This is just... You're just gonna keep yeah. play cards. I you're just gonna be dropping work. But also, I also as you're saying, I'm just hearing NFTs all over all of this. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like these collectible card games have always been around, right? But now with the prominence of NFTs, I'm I have to imagine studios and stuff are gonna lean into like um digital models. Yeah. Because digital models used to be in games just as like a collectible or a challenge piece. So now something like this, maybe you get a really nice, like if you get a card, it'll be accompanied with a model of that card where you can like zoom in, look at it and stuff. And maybe it's numbered. Yeah. So there's not a lot that we know. It is free to play, but we don't know what that means. It might be free to play, like free to start, or it could be. Like gotcha. free to play, and you have a bunch of these characters. But if you want really good characters, you got to do loot boxes and little, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's annoying. So next game on the docket, which is going to be coming out in the second half of 2022, is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yes. So uh, mirroring the very famous comic book line, right storyline, it is the Midnight Suns, which features like people from the Avengers, like Iron Man, Captain America. Um, Wolverine, the uh, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Ghost Rider, Blade. So at different points, I actually think we spoke about this last episode or two episodes ago. Oh, yes. Midnight Suns is a, a revolving roster. But um, this is going to be an RPG game. Apparently, it's going to be like XCOM, but faster pace. Mm. They're kind of throwing around this tactical thing. I don't know if it'll be like a turn-based tactical like S- like um, XCOM was, but who knows? It's supposed to be introducing a new card mechanic, which is going to be adding a layer of like customization and randomness to combat. So it's not even to like customization of your character, like appearance. It's going to be to combat. So this kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you ever played it, Metal Gear Acid. No. It was a card card based strategy Metal Gear game Never for the PSP. Yeah, for good reason. <laughs> it was it was it was a little weak. So for Midnight Suns, I would have liked to see a action RPG. Okay. Just because I want to be out there fighting people. And even if it was like in the same vein of uh Ultimate Alliance, something oh, like yeah, that. Uh, that over the air over the air uh mm-hmm. yeah, Ultimate Alliance or uh X Men Legends. Yeah, I would have been down for that. But hearing that this is a tactical RPG card battler hybrid, that's what they're calling it. Did you hear that mouthful? That's, uh, that's too much. That's already even even as a pop culture nerd slash person, that to me is too much. I don't even want to go near that. Yeah. Tactical RPG card battler hybrid. It's just you could easily much. just tone it down and not try something new and do something different like Fire Emblem, but just do something different with that because Fire Emblem is a popular series. Yeah. You could have done that because if you're trying to do something do, different, do that, but have a gimmick. 
But what you just said sounds like something else. So it just seems like this is going to be a very niche product. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, dropping in 2023, we have the long-awaited sequel to Insomniac's Spider-Man. So Spider-Man 2 will be dropping in 2023 exclusively on PS5. Big, a big shade to uh, Xbox. Yep. A big so, suck it. <laughs> you know, it, it comes as a sequel to the 2018 Spider-Man game. It was absolutely fantastic. We spoke about it already. I'm just, I, I know the story is going to be just as, if not better than the original. And the story in the original was fantastic. So this is something that should be on everybody's radar. You know, God willing, you'll have a PS5 when this comes out. Also, I was going to ask, uh, was the Wolverine not part of that? Or is it just still like hush-hush in development? Okay, we're not done yet. Okay, I was just going to say. We got two more games here. Okay. So next up is Marvel's Marvel's Wolverine. I, I thought we were ending. I was is, like, wait, wait, we didn't talk about it. No. Go ahead. Marvel's Wolverine, which is to be announced. There's no type of dates or anything like that. Just the team. It is also being developed by Insomniac. It's going to be another PS5 exclusive. Ooh. Excellent. Oh, so when we were talking about earlier, it's not multi-platform. PS5 exclusive. Another reason to snatch that PS5. It's apparently going to be a full-sized game with a mature tone. So I'm expecting a spiritual successor to um, the Wolverine Origins game. That was a great game. It was fantastic. And um, what is it called? There was was a Wolverine game. I played it on GameCube, but I'm sure it was multi-platform. And it was like Wolverine Unleashed or something like that. Wolverine game. That only people yeah. aware of was the Wolverine Origins. Uh, oh, it was like it was it was a, a while ago. It was probably like early two thousands. Um, probably two thousand. It might have been like extra Wolverine's Revenge. Was it? That I one? don't think it. That's the one I when I googled it. That's the one thing because it seems to be fo- no. That's not. It's not that one. It's focusing on Wolverine and Wolverine because it was it was like it was like a comic book game. And oh, kind of like re- Ultimate Spider-Man, like that game. Yeah, it was kind of like that, and it was really, 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 really cool. And I think it was called like Wolverine Unleashed. Hmm. Maybe was it Wolverine's Revenge? No, I really don't think it was Wolverine's Revenge because the whole th- it was like very comic booky. I remember the first character you you fought was um Wendigo, and then at the end, there's like a deleted scene. Where what's um, coming up is revenge. You're, you're probably never soft. Spider-Man comes in and is like, "Oh, do you need any help?" And you can like collect uh, comic books and stuff. Maybe it was Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine's Revenge. Yeah, because that's but, the one that comes up, and then the next one is Wolverine Origins. Origins, yeah. But that game, the I guess Wolverine's Revenge was fantastic. Like, absolutely amazing. Like you can collect suits, comic book covers. It was just so much fun. And then you like you can enter the rage mode where he like flips out. Um, you have to fight through the weapon X facility. It was jam packed with a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. So I'm hoping for a very nice marriage of the Origins game and 
the I guess the Wolverine's Revenge game. I feel like yeah, if it's gonna be a little grounded, it's not like as uh, whip snappy as I don't know that just popped out uh, as Spider Man. Uh, mm. It it can have this mature Last of Us un or uh, Uncharted vibe, but obviously with Wolverine claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see it working. We just gotta see some stuff. Just gotta see some stuff. So it's going to be its own universe. It's not going to be tying into anything yeah. just like their Spider-Man game. It's going to be their own original Marvel universe. I, I like how it's own universe, but like Spider-Man can exist in that world. Kind of like oh, yeah. Spider-Man, the Avengers do exist. Doctor Strange exists. Like, mm-hmm. But they're not, you don't see them, which is what I like that they're not pandering on the, oh, the MCU kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have to imagine that this is probably going to be in the same Marvel universe as Insomniac Spider-Man, but like Marvel's Spider-Man, um, like Insomniac Spider-Man, it's not going to exist in the MCU canon, which I'm totally fine with. Give me my own video game universe where these guys can have a sandbox to play in. Yeah. And then the last game is going to be Amy Hennig's Marvel game. I think we actually might have covered this a while back. It is... Um, TBA right now, there's nothing uh, in terms of a release date. Mm. It's going to be headed up by any Amy Hennig and Skydance Studios. She was the one who originally, she had that Star Wars game that got canceled. Yes, we did. T- and, now, and now she's picking up a, a untitled Marvel game. So we don't know exactly what it's going to be, but I'm all for it. Green you know, this one was... It's not Green Lantern. That's yeah, not Green Lantern, I'm sure. <laughs> So I don't know. Who knows? If if you guys have any any insider information, any speculation, or even any comments. Yeah, and if what, you guys work for them, just tell us. We won't say anything. <laughs> what character would you guys like to see? You know, I, I honestly would love to see a new Hulk video game. Like I think that'd be super fun. Hulk was ultimate destruction. That that would have been like in that same vein of the ultimate Spider-Man. I think it had that had more of a comic booky. Yeah, uh, exactly. That game so, was a so lot of fun. kind of look to it. Yes. So that game was a lot of fun. I mean, I would love to see a game like that. I mean, hey, maybe we get something fantastical like a Thor game. And done right. Yeah, like I would be I'd be down for that to play as Thor. Yeah. Like, give me, so give me something like a God of War. Like literally yeah. have you have the team. You're under so Literally, just walk across the lot and be like, "Yo, can we use your God of War property? Your let your sandbox and just throw Thor in it." Yeah, there you go. And I feel like you know Amy Hennig with her experience on Star Wars games, like with EA. I have a feeling that, well, not yet. Yeah, she was in Visceral, but you know, yeah. like under EA, okay. she has that ability to go in and tell this like Lone Ranger story, right? Because hers was the Boba Fett game that yeah. got canceled. So it, it, we could get like a very cool, like maybe grittier Thor game out of her. And you know what? I think she could probably do the Hulk a lot of justice too. Like yeah. if we had a Bruce Banner evolution story into the Hulk and seeing his yeah, like. You can play as Bruce Banner doing some like, I don't know, you have to run across the, the town and not get mad. But then let's say you do get mm. mad, you have to you know, go with the consequences, depending on how the, the gameplay works. Um, she could definitely do a Thor story. I can see that happening. Do some space stuff. It doesn't have to be on Earth. Mm-hmm. And then do a portal where uh, some Jedis come through, and then <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> There's just so many characters that lend themselves to that uh, Star Wars. Oh, 
even even a Guardians game, if they wanted to do that again, even though there was one. But I think I really I would love a solo game in the same vein as like Wolverine and Spider Man. Oh, yeah. I, I would I would agree with that. And and give me someone like we haven't really explored in video game territory. Gambit, give me a Ghost Rider game, Ghost Rider. Nightcrawler. Yeah, give me give me something. Like Cy- Cyclops would be a great. Oh one. yeah, a hundred percent. Like, and then we can go into like mutants and stuff. And I, I have a feeling like it's it could so be Cyclops things. where like Professor X is is finding Cyclops and like recruiting him to be part of the X Men and like. I have a feeling. I got you right now. I got you right now. Cable, boom, bam, <laughs> blam. That's it. I think that would be a lot. <laughs> Just Cable by himself. He. Bro. I mean, you would have to explain like who Cable is. No, you don't. You'd have no, you to don't. get so people many people are, involved. The world right now is too nerdy to not know Cable. You saw Deadpool two. You were interested. You went and got the books. You read Cable and Deadpool. I <laughs> and you probably went back and watched the cartoon. The world is too nerdy to not know who C- C- Cable is. You do Give the me little silver bit. surfer. Say like, oh, yeah. Give me a silver give me surfer. A, give me a Thanos. <laughs> he was an Avenger at one point, so might as well make him a good guy. Ooh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Like Thanos as a good guy. Yeah, because he was at like for a small amount of time, but it was like recently too. It was like in the last two, three years. Not mm. a lot, maybe five years. Within five years, he was an Avenger. Wow. So. That'd be crazy. I, I honestly, I think it's one of those things where I would take anything. Yeah. <laughs> I would take anything. Just a really cool original. I think video you would take Squirrel Girl too, because I know. Hell yeah, <laughs> a gritty Squirrel Girl. <laughs> She's just smoking a cigarette, just like a, <laughs> the way a I PI. think about that is like Suicide Squad, the newer one, mm-hmm. the James Gunn one. She would be Ratcatcher, like from that. Oh my god. <laughs> A squirrel could eat your freaking intestines. Oh my god! Like I would love to see something like that, where she's like super mild mannered and like she just goes around like helping people <laughs> and using the power of squirrels. Come on, <laughs> you know what? If anyone's a part of Skydance, look me up. We're, we can have a, a jam session, you and me, on Squirrel Girl. I don't even know too much about her, but you know what? I would be we're so gonna, down to play shoot the a gritty squirrel. Shoot girl. the poops and just. Get it, just get it. All. Shoot the poops, man. Let's shoot the poops. Just so making w- stuff. <laughs> with that <laughs> glorious rendition, we are going to end it here. As always, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe on Spotify or anywhere else where pods are cast. Of course, you can always follow us at the Average Jays on Instagram and Twitter. Please. Reach out. Let us know what your thoughts are. Again, what Marvel hero would you like to see? Hit us up in the comments. For sure. So with that, guys, we will be saying goodbye. Have a good one. This wraps it up for us. As always, I'm Jay, Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. Be safe and be kind. Catch you guys on the next one. Bye.